0: KMPR's got nothing on us. -uh. You don't even know who these people are. They're so fresh. You
1: don't even know what Millennial Pink is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Millennial Pink is.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jacob. What are we drinking tonight? We're drinking... Well, we started
0: off the night with... uh,
1: Underbite IPA?
0: Yeah, from... Was that... Uh, Big, Big
1: Dogs. Dogs Big Dogs yeah Big
0: Dogs Brewing Company a local but, brewing company here in Las Vegas, Nevada cool did you One like of the it? the first yeah it was delicious mm-hmm. I, I haven't been drinking a lot of beer lately so it was delicious to have a nice refreshing canned because I love canned beer
1: do you really? I do
0: huh. it's the it's the wave of the future and the past it is more recyclable it's more recyclable it so it, it really is more
1: oh okay yeah
0: Okay. Who is this guy?
1: (laughs) Our producer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Producer
0: extraordinaire, Jose Sotelo. Jose Sotelo.
1: All right. Well, tonight I am joined by my co wrangler, uh, Jacob Murdoch. How are you, Jacob?
0: I'm excellent, Allison. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: Perfect. So here we are. We're recording for the uh, edition of our podcast, which is called Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Woohoo! Because here we are in the Battleborn state. Yes. And the Belly of the Beasts in City.
1: Yeah. Exciting things are coming up in 2018.
0: That's right. So, yeah, delicious beer. Now I am not drinking delicious local beer.
1: At this moment.
0: At this exact we moment.
1: We won't name. This brand, This company doesn't need us to sh- uh, shout them out. They
0: have probably the largest marketing budget of any beer company in the world.
1: Above so, Corona? Yeah, I think so. I don't.
0: No, because InBev is the largest beverage company in the world. InBev owns Anheuser-Busch, which makes this beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a, it's a Belgian I mean, company. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, good for them. Yeah. Are they the Heineken people? Am I making I things don't up?
0: Think so. Okay. No. All right. No, the I'm home... not entirely sure. But...
1: My hometown, they're really excited because they're actually just opening a Heineken factory there. Oh, nice. Okay. They're gonna employ seven thousand people, and I mean, it's you know, it, just everything that a, uh, a bottling brewery. Not a brewery. What do you call a beer bottling yeah. thing?
0: Brewery and bottling plant. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they're really excited about that.
0: That's a big deal. I mean, brewing, brewery takes, brewing takes a lot of people, especially when you package it. Yeah. Even though a lot of it's on automated, it's not all automated. So. No. Yeah, if you go to one of the big macro brewers, you can kind of see that there's still a lot of people that are required for that.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, people are excited, um, and like there's a lot of uh, housing going up and stuff. That's good. Um, yeah, the thing is, they're coming from other more like larger and more affluent cities. So, and we live an hour away from the capital, so a lot of people are um, choosing to live there and commute. Rather than live in the little city where I'm from, so people are disappointed about that. Yeah, they were hedging their bets, but Mm. and they're you know they're outsourcing everything. So yeah, as they do. Yay NAFTA!
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, free trade agreements. Oh my god, so great. Yeah, but one of the things we will be doing on uh, Wild and Free Battleborn podcast is featuring. Our, just some of our favorite local beers, spirits, mm-hmm. et cetera, beverages, because um, uh, word on the street. I mean, I have. I'm sure I've never been out with you before drinking, but uh, word on the street is you like a beverage or two every so often.
1: What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> a, you've been out with me, and B, I do enjoy Im- imbibing. Yeah, so we'll try to feature local local drinks. Yeah. Um, cocktails too so i'm gonna get some
0: mixologists in here
1: i would love to do that so yeah Yeah. this isn't gonna i mean we're gonna try to bring in uh, again people from all over the community how cool would it be like this mixologist that it's that's all into like i don't know free trade whatever the heck hell yeah yeah that'd be awesome and especially if
0: they lose like like local spirits and like herbs and stuff grown locally yeah
1: like
0: local chicken eggs for the egg whites right i mean like
1: you you local cocktail. Do you do that in your drinks? You, Jacob?
0: Do I? Will I drink something with egg white in it? Yes. Sure. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Have you had one with yolk?
0: Uh, I don't think I've had one with yolk before, though. We but need, I would do it.
1: We need to take you. Downtown Cocktail Room used to have one. We'll be okay. dropping names on this podcast, just FYI.
0: Right. Names yeah. of places you should go. Restaurants. Restaurants. We like food um, around here. And so we're clear, we're not paid by anybody. These are places where we spend our money. Yep. Um to go to. Tonight we had uh what was our dinner it was from uh Pollo Inca. Boyo Inca.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. Shout out to Boyo Inca. Yeah. That stuff is like, can I say fried chicken on crack?
0: It's rotisserie chicken. It's
1: rotisserie chicken on crack, yeah. yeah. But can I say crack on podcast? I believe so. Yeah.
0: Censor? It's allowed.
1: Alright, thank you. Our producer <laughs> just said it's cool. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he likes food though, so That's right. He's not unbiased.
0: No, definitely not. All right. So, Allison, uh, so here we are recording the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Where do you you. come from? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here with you. Uh my name is Allison. I am originally from Mexico from the state of Chihuahua, born and raised, and I came to the US for college. I went to school at Michigan State, studied international studies, and as soon as I graduated, I came out here to Las Vegas for work. And so I've been working in the nonprofit world and social justice uh, related issues for almost 10 years. I used to work at the protection department at the Mexican consulate. After that, I worked at Catholic Charities as the legal assistant to the immigration attorney there. And so my time here in Las Vegas, uh, professionally has been spent working with, um, well, primarily the undocumented uh, population, people in color in general, and um, it's through this type of work that I've really learned about the dynamic of the city, right, I um, and I was just exposed to all the issues Uh, that plagued the city, and um, yeah, that's what I've been working in. How about you?
0: Perfect. Well, uh, born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Um, Moved here, though, after a brief stint in Arkansas in 2006, right before, had a couple years right before the Great Recession. Um, I've worked in education as well as the nonprofit community for my entire career, Um, and so focusing on community service, service learning, volunteerism, leadership development, and social justice. So that is why I got involved in the community right away. When I moved here was being involved with uh, nonprofit organizations, um, from my purview in the educational world. And so fell in love with Las Vegas right away. And then, uh, politics has been probably my biggest passion throughout most of my life. So have been engaged in various points in time. Um, but, definitely getting more engaged now kind of in the last couple of years after uh, political turmoil that we've been having so kind of reigniting the flames if you will
1: mm-hmm. yeah cool 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 um, you and I actually met uh, through um, at one of your jobs right
0: yeah vol- volunteerism brings people together
1: it does indeed yes yeah. that was the downtown dynamos program it was a right. A partnership between the city of Las Vegas and United Way it was a really great way that um I started volunteering and I learned a lot about the city it's in an uh you know the lo- local gems and everything and it was a great uh ambassador program and it really uh, it forced me to learn about the history of the city and you know that's how I started to uh, grow to love the
0: city yeah yeah Definitely understand that. That's where, I mean, volunteerism is how I got involved in the city as well. So, and I know we both still continue to this day to volunteer. We we
1: do. And you just meet so many great people, right?
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true.
1: Well, cool. Should we talk about why we're doing this podcast?
0: I think so. So why why are we doing this podcast, Allison?
1: Well, we're doing this because um, the line of work, obviously, you know, we're both very interested about... um, uh, community driven efforts and uh, bringing people from different fields um, getting them involved in the local causes Um, But particularly after the election, right, Um, Mm -hmm. we were, both of us were pretty frustrated, and we wanted to affect change in the community, and in our line of work, we've had a lot of people that have approached us, and, you know, they're frustrated, Uh, they don't know where to start, you know, if it's not the Muslim ban, or the attack on Dreamers, or, you know, TPS recipients, they don't know where to start, and they don't know how to get involved, Eh, Ergo, they're not doing anything. So um, we came up with this idea. We want this to serve as a platform for local nonprofit professionals and social justice activists and really mm-hmm. anybody that is community driven, that loves their city and just want to come together to create uh, innovative and creative ideas uh, to solve problems. Uh, the the problems that that our uh, community faces right right and so we want this to be part storytelling we're interested in the stories oh, about yeah. how they entered these fields but we also want to uh, we want to we want it to serve as a way to place a face on the individuals at these uh, that the people at these organizations the clients that they serve you know mm-hmm. they're not uh, so much of the rhetoric involves othering, right? And we right. want to put an actual human face to, to the cause. And just say you're not alone in this. You know, it, you know, when I just arrived here in Las Vegas, it took me a while to get to like the city. And it was through getting involved, through volunteering and getting to meet other professionals like you that I really grew to love it. And so this is a way for you to feel like you're not alone, right? right. One of the uh, the podcasts that I listened to, Jason Kander's Majority 55. He has this really cool saying he says, grab an oar. And what that what I take that to mean is, you know, we're all in it together, right? Mm -hmm. Um and you know, it's not a time to give up, even if you're frustrated. Every little bit counts and dude just Fucking grab an arm, man, and just do something. Right. Even if it means volunteering one hour at a local charity, or you know, participating in some sort of mentorship opportunity, mm-hmm. serving as a board uh, board member on a nonprofit, or just patronizing the local artisan town, right? But just oh, going yeah. out and supporting, right?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, I mean, I talk to people all the time about how small of community this is, and and when I say that, is that we each of us can make a difference in the community. Um, we can do that through our time and energy, through voting, through you know just getting out there and talking with our neighbors. And so you know I think that that we saw that as a community after October first, um, or I think the world saw that about our community after October first. Something that we already knew was existed here, and so it was one of those things that I think was was uh, just just I mean a terrible terrible trage- tragedy tragedy but that kind of brought to light some of what we already knew about this community, about how caring and giving we are. Um, but knowing also, again, that, all, that you know, groups of people can make big differences in our community. So I think that's, that's exactly why we're here. Um, and it is here too. I mean, we have to have a place to vent and express our frustrations and, and express our desire for a greater, you know, more um, inclusive and collaborative community. And I think we can do that as well. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to hear from people that, you know, we don't hear from as a community or, um, you know, movements that maybe we didn't realize existed or, or little pockets of, of our community that, that are doing some amazing things that we just don't get to hear about and, and helping, helping our friends and neighbors also hear about those things. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, unheard voices, that's what we're about.
1: hmm And yeah. just for furthering knowledge right there's yeah. so many great causes out there there are 5000 registered nonprofits in the state of That's Nevada you and i we know what like
0: a couple hundred probably yeah, between the two of that. us so this is going to serve
1: as a learning experience <laughs> right. we're going to learn about so many great things and we just want to share that knowledge uh with you guys we want to yeah. we want to share the stories of these people hopefully you'll feel inspired to run for office right. as i said or you know work in one of these nonprofits. they're all great causes so we're just here to support and spread the love and stay woke
0: exactly um but you know we do need to bring up a good point that uh that the two of us Mm -hmm. are definitely biased we we we're we are going to be transparent and say that we are not we are not neutral we obviously care about the community and have our Mm -hmm. own philosophy. Mm-hmm. So um, that does not mean we will we will not allow other voices to be heard on our show because this is exactly why we're doing this. Right. So just because you're different than us does not mean that we're not going to have you on here. But, um, you know, to be transparent, you and I are coming from a uh, fairly solidly leftist perspective and there's no shame in that. And no. uh, you'll definitely feel that as you're listening to our show. Um, that that is the perspective that we are coming from.
1: Viva socialism!
0: <laughs> no,
1: for sure. Yeah, we're yeah. looking forward to engaging people from the other side, and um, you know, right, educating ourselves. Definitely. Exactly, because yeah.
0: that's that's the important thing to do. Is and that was know. and
1: that was the biggest mistake of the Democrats, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: so out of touch. So, um, yeah, we want to bring the issues to you guys and. Hopefully, incentivize people to run for office, people that actually look like you and I, right?
0: Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. And people from different backgrounds and people, you know, people that feel that they can make a difference here in the community, whether they're from Las Vegas, whether they just moved here. We want you to know that you can make a difference. Right. And
1: also, just to drive home the point, like, for those that say, oh, I'm not political. You know, none of this affects me. Like, it all affects us. Yeah. I mean, you know, the schools that your children go to school to, that's not a thing. That was redundant. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if it's not, it's uh, coal mines, etc. like, it all affects us. Mm-hmm. It's all affecting us, and... Um, You know, spread empathy for other people too, right? Right. I mean, just because you have not experienced this situation. That's why volunteering is just so great. You really get to see how other people live. And I'm sure that some of your misconceptions will be um, destroyed once you have an opportunity to interact with other people. So, yeah, we just want to drive home that point.
0: Yeah, most Mm -hmm. definitely.
1: Awesome sauce. Earlier we were talking about um, the Golden Globes and the
0: whole Me oh, yeah. Too
1: movement and random ass people running for president, right? Because mm-hmm. that's now what we're doing in this country.
0: Yeah, I uh, I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I definitely watched some of it after the day after after I saw Twitter afire mm-hmm. with um, talking about Oprah twenty twenty. Yeah, um, Oprah Winfrey. For those of you that don't know, um, a media mogul, billionaire. Owner of her own TV network and Weight Watchers.
1: Our listeners are pretty intelligent people. They I think are. they know who she is. She likes giving out cars.
0: She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. And other assorted things. Uh, also yeah. brought to the mainstream people like Deepak Chopra.
1: And Doctor Oz. And do-
0: oh, who could forget Doctor Mehmet Oz?
1: Yes. Um, and what's that other guy? Not Geraldo, but another person like that.
0: With, like, you mean mustached person? Is yeah, that what we're talking about? Um, like, another mustached person? A like man that Geraldo? has
1: on people and oh, then. Dr. Phil. Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. Yeah,
0: mustache man. Yeah, no, he. No, she did. No. A, yeah, okay. She did bring yeah. on Dr. Phil. Yeah. So we can thank Oprah in
1: right. America
0: for Dr. Phil, Deepak Chopra. So, um, Mehmet Oz, Doctor Oz,
1: right? So, if she were to follow, I mean, Gail King
0: hopes hosting CBS this morning. What? Right, our best friend.
1: Right. So, the stable genius appointed Doctor Ben Carson to HUD. So, one would, eh, obviously, infer that she'd appoint Doctor Oz, right?
0: Oh, most definitely. Yeah, he would, I think he would he he be he's the, suited, he'd be the yes. surgeon general, though. He'd have to be the surgeon general, and that or Department of Education. Perhaps.
1: Shout out to the teachers. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Our producers are teachers, yeah, we love them,
0: we do, yeah,
1: teachers yeah. and these people
0: these these individuals they...
1: <laughs> can one say that yeah
0: i I sure, I think we can go for that, so who oh okay, mm-hmm. so we need to determine here Oprah's cabinet, yes, because fun, because fun. because mm-hmm. there's so many people in America who are already on the Oprah train, right, so we've got we've got. Doctor Oz, Surgeon General, mm-hmm. or or Secretary of Education. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Why?
0: Because he's
1: why a the doctor. hell not? Yeah, he's a yeah, doctor, yeah, yeah. so
0: like he's clearly qualified to do anything.
1: I mean, it's not brain surgery.
0: No, no, def- no totally not, no. not brain surgery at all. So I like this uh, game.
1: Who else? Who else? Well,
0: Gail King probably would be press. Would she be press secretary? Because she's on CBS this morning. Now.
1: Right, but that's would the that obvious. Press- yeah, obvious mm-hmm. choice.
0: So we don't think Oprah's going to be obvious. Is that what we're saying? Is yeah, we're gonna saying a... she's
1: going to follow along with... No, I see Gail King more in a Department of Defense position.
0: Yes. Oh, she'd yeah. be great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a
1: fun game. Although I think
0: Dr. Phil would make one hell of a negotiator.
1: He would, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He would
0: probably be the best. Yeah. Yeah. So Depart- So, so but... Secretary of Defense, Dr. Phil. Do we know Dr. Phil's last name?
1: No. I don't okay, think... Okay, okay. He I, I doesn't I have think... one, right? I don't think he has one. Okay. No, no. It's like Madonna. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's right. Bono, Madonna, Dr. Phil. Exactly. Yeah,
1: perfect. Ooh, cool. Who else? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I mean, I don't Deepak Chopra. I don't think he doesn't live in the U.S. Does no. he? No. No, no, no. No, he doesn't. Okay.
1: I don't know. Because he think
0: could so. be something though. I mean, he ambassador to right, Russia, Russia. Right, right, right. Yeah. Deepak Chopra ambassador to Russia.
1: That sounds good.
0: Yeah. Who yeah. else?
1: Would you like Viola Davis to be in there? Why? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. She can do whatever. I mean, she's an amazing actress. She can do she literally do anything. She can any, do
1: anything. She, like she Oprah, could, can do anything. Yeah, she yeah. could play
0: any of those roles. Yes. So um, I'm personally most excited for uh, First Gentleman Stedman. I've always been a Stedman mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. He just, because I don't know if he talks. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, he looks great in a suit. So I And think in this country, be, that's all
1: you need. Right, for sure. And to be able to imagine that you can have a beer with a person. Right? I mean...
0: Can you imagine the Facebook Live of Stedman showing off the White House Christmas trees? Because I can totally, right now, like, that's in my head, and I'm like, Stedman, please talk about this beautiful Colorado blue spruce Christmas tree that is sitting inside the White House and why you chose to decorate it the way that you did.
1: Goodness. So in case...
0: It's beautiful. It's going to be amazing.
1: So our listeners don't really know us that well. They can't tell at this point. They can't discern the sarcasm in our voices. But we are not Oprah. We are not for Oprah 2020.
0: How dare you say (laughs) that Oprah is not qualified to be president (laughs) after running such organizations as Harpo and Weight Watchers? How dare you? Well,
1: and giving such a... And, well, this is not to detract from her moving speech, right? No. We love it. Speech was
0: incredible. Yes. Like, more speeches like that. I'm pro Mm -hmm. those speeches, for sure. I'm just not pro, say, billionaires as presidents.
1: Or random-ass people, right? Right. There's something to be said about public servants, you know, Yeah. and politicians, right? They know... They kind of have an idea of what they're doing.
0: Right. They do. And they've Mm -hmm. been in that role, so they know the tough decisions that you have to make because... I mean, God forbid that anything like 9-11 happen again and, you know, the president has to make an executive decision on like, hey, we need to do something about this. People are going to die. We are going to kill people with the actions that we are going to make. Mm -hmm. And do I feel comfortable that Oprah is going to make those decisions? No. Like, I don't feel that comfortable that a fucking entertainer and, you know, Trump, President Trump would be able to competently make those decisions either. He doesn't realize that people would die. For his decisions, mm-hmm. because it's not about those people, it's about him. And I think politicians oftentimes are willing to, to understand or they, they've learned throughout their experience to understand what those decisions can actually, what those decisions mean. I mean, and, you know, like, there is something to be said for that.
1: I mean, have you heard how they pass along memos to this person? Like, they break it down in, like, bullet points.
0: This person. Who are we talking about? The The orange man? The
1: very stable genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I forget. (laughs) The most stable of the geniuses. Well, and he
1: has a big button, too.
0: Very massive, I hear. Yes. Word on the street. The largest. What a (laughs) douchebag. <laughs> uh, so actually, good thing we're drinking right now.
1: Right. So actually, we're right now in the den of descent. Yes. And should we talk about the artwork? Because we actually have a cartoon of that man,
0: mm-hmm. uh, the
1: or, uh, Orange Genius. We have a newspaper clipping from Charlie Hebdo That our friends shout out to Eric Franklin and Arlene. Amarante brought, I'm sorry,
0: I don't acknowledge their existence. What?
1: <laughs> they brought us a newspaper clipping um, from Charlie Hebdo. I don't speak French, but it's something – and Putin's in it, right? And it's something about the box of shit that keeps giving back or something or other. But um,
0: – I mean the drawings are – are the drawing of Trump is literally the most – like realistic drawing I've seen of the facial expressions he gives.
1: Yeah. You know what you should listen to? Trumpcast by Slate, uh, Virginia Hefferman, and um, another gentleman put it out. I it, mean,
0: I listened to it once and wanted to go bang my head against a brick wall. Did you
1: hear where they have an actor that sounds just like Alec Baldwin li- read no. his tweets? It's uh-huh. it's actually kind of funny.
0: I maybe have to check that out. Although, I don't know. That just sounds like well, it's a disaster for Jacob
1: me. Jacob and our listeners, please check it out. It, it's <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn good.
0: So then we've got, uh, we've got, uh, mm. so this was actually one of my favorite quotes, um, but it's a, from a, mm-hmm. a, a a protest poster calendar that I once had. This was many years ago. This was the only poster from it that I kept, which was a quote by uh, by Camus that says, um, I should like to love my country and still love justice. Yeah. So that's something that, that while Camus was not an American, I think that's a sentiment we can all... We can all share because mm-hmm. um, I am definitely patriotic, but uh, patriotism is not blind. So neither is justice. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's definitely correct. What else do we got in here?
1: Well, we have a couple of posters uh, from the ACLU, one of my favorite organizations ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one that says, We the People. On the reverse side, we're going to start to take down autographs of all the cool peeps that we have here um, in the Den of Descent. And then we have one from uh, – it's a poster that was made um, – for a comedy festival that took place probably a year ago. And it's called Nasty Women. Tignataro and a bunch of other uh, lo- uh, well not local. Well local and um, yeah. well, well is pretty famous. She's um, pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, came in and proceeds from that uh, festival or that particular show. I'm benefited gonna shock the you, ACLU. it was
0: not a year ago yet, though.
1: No, it wasn't actually was it after
0: It was it was after the election? It was in May.
1: Jesus. Because,
0: remember, we went to the headliner, yeah, Dave Attell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the day before my birthday in May.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, well, so in was... Trump-adjusted terms, time just goes by so fucking slow. It
0: does. Or just... fast. Or he's been president for 75 years.
1: So sad. Yeah. Pete Souza today uploaded a picture to Instagram about, um, it was a picture of Obama at his, uh, like, his farewell speech.
0: mm He did one the other day that was a picture of Obama with his hand over his heart uh, singing the national anthem that just said he knows the words.
1: Right. Because,
0: Because Trump, as we saw during the NCAA championship football game, Trump was unaware of the words to the United States of America national anthem.
1: Right. Well that he was yada yada yadaing it.
0: Well of course. Yeah. Right, right. Because I mean it's really not that important, the national anthem. No. I mean specifically, you know, for him who never once criticized African American football players for kneeling during the national anthem, like it's totally not an important thing to him or his followers. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. So which is great. Which I appreciate.
1: Dirtbags, all of them.
0: Yep so uh so we also have um we've got a beautiful uh calendar from a really incredible artist named Jer Collins oh, cool. who does line work uh-huh. um he's also a big environmentalist what it's, is uh, line work so line work is it's a just a form of uh, visual art where it's kind of like drawing with like a pen or a pencil, so it's like lined it's like line drawing as opposed to like watercolor or acrylic painting and so it's a very beautiful calendar um it's nice. you know our our resident um Artist on uh, Wild and Free Battleborn podcast actually yeah. gave us this calendar. So um, she is a Jer Collins fan. Oh. And so it was really great for us to actually get into um, this, get this calendar That's up in pretty. here, especially for someone who is uh, so pro national environment and public lands like Jer Collins. Yeah, so. we
1: should get more stuff.
0: Yeah, we've we, we will we'll we collect. Will. We're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. we're gonna collect more things. I mean, the Den of Descent has some wall space, so if you are a local artist, yeah. Uh, oh, likes, how fun! Yeah, who likes to have some submersive or you know art that uh, is protest art? We'll we'll take it.
1: Shoot, I'm thinking like it'd be awesome to commission Justin Favela to do some sort of piñata for us, like Descent is patriotic, or you know, I'll think about it. I'll come back to you Trump guys. Trump effigy, that. yes, etc. Uh. No, that's too much Trump in here, fair, yeah, there's other shit. Mm-hmm. Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, perhaps we'll explore that down the line. And lastly, we have a um, newspaper clipping from uh, this newspaper thing that uh, Shepherd Ferry obey Giant came mm-hmm. out with, and it's called Damage, and it features a lot of local um. Well, not local. I'll Stop using the word local. Nationwide activists. Um, right, right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think um, we have enough footage at this point. So thank you for tuning in.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it was a pleasure doing this with you. Yeah, I'm most Rangler, definitely. And looking forward to an awesome 2018.
0: Well, with that, uh, we are going to head out. Have a wonderful day from all of us here at Wild and Free, a Battleboard podcast. and Free, a Battle Born podcast. Let's roll the credits, Allison.
1: Awesome. Well, my, I've, uh, I'm Allison. Yanez.
0: <laughs> I'm Jacob Murdoch.
1: And today we counted on the ins- assistance of our research assistant, Ashley Pacheco.
0: Our glorious, wonderful producer, Jose Sotelo.
1: And artistic uh, direction by Berta Gutierrez.
0: And don't forget our dog in the Den of Descent, Raven.
1: Giddy up.